told me that earlier. I'd have already been nervous being up there. Hey, listen, I'm I'm uh, I, I'm sorry here. I just have to bring up some unpleasant stuff here tonight. I, the time has come. We have to we have to separate the sheep from the goats every so often. The, that the, I'm totally aware that the, as the rabble grows and recedes and grows and recedes, that the, from time to time you find uh, great amounts of dead wood. So you don't mind if tonight uh, we separate the sheep from the goats tonight, do you? There's been a lot of fake listeners listening, you know, guys that shouldn't really be listening, and we're going to have to just clear the decks. I want a lean, taut ship. I want a clean, hard-hitting, dynamic, dedicated, uh, agile group. I, I don't want a, you know, a shifting mob of klutzes walking around out there with, you know, pizza gravy on their chin. I want I want, I want, want a, a really hard-hitting crowd. So the first thing we're going to do tonight, the, the only way to separate the sheep from the goats is to give our sheep and goat test to determine whether you are a sheep or a goat. Now, uh, and by the way, I will award a brass figligee with a bronze oak leaf palm for the the first goat that can, can identify this particular question, which I'm going to lay on you. Now, we're only doing this as a functional thing. It's not a trivia test. No, no. Ha, ha, no. This is a basic, uh, let's say, a primary American knowledge Test of the world around us, right? It's very important. That's not trivia. Not at all. All right. The first question we'd like to put, lay on you. Now get get ready. Now we want to hear from you immediately. Ides of March be damned. Yes, the last guy that said that got one between his shoulder blades, didn't he? Now it's terrible that uh, I've discovered that that uh, Caesar was stabbed by a scout knife. They they uh, it was just awful. They had this little thing, you know. <laughs> They've been covering it up for years, but uh, we historians know a lot of stuff you don't know, friends. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> George, it makes you think. But uh, I don't want—I don't—I I, seriously, I don't like to think either. I think thinking is one of the bad things that can happen to a man. Do you agree with me, Bill? All right, let's uh, let's put a little anti-think music in there while they're putting on their little thinking caps. One, two, three, four. Fine, try. Here we go. Some of the day, you gotta be so sorry. Some 
ਬਲਦੀ ਦੇ ਗਰਮੀ ਜਸਵੇ ਇੱਕ ਨੰਬੇ ਬਾਗੇ ਗੰਨ ਮੇ ਬਾਕੇ ਦੇ ਦੇਵੇ ਬਾਬੀ ਦੇ ਦੇ ਬਾਬਾ ਬਾਬਾ I just just to the mood uh, this you know it's spring I uh, time, this is the time for house cleaning right trying to get rid of all the crud throw all the junk out of the closet clean all the pizza seeds off your nose and get ready to go right all right now we're going to we're going to clear out the audience ready in there lee you all set all right now here's the first question why is casey stengel called casey stengel in other words why his name is not casey you know Why is he called Casey Stengel? All right, so you see the sheep are being separated from the goats. <laughs> And you thought you were one of the goats, didn't you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, that's, uh, that's uh, in uh, connection with one of our... Uh, well, this is basic Americana. We all know about Casey Stengel. You don't have to be a ball fan. To know about Casey Stengel. You know who he is, right? Okay, he's one of the great American monuments, and I think one day he'll be carved right there next to Jefferson and uh, Lincoln and, and uh, you know, way out there in those mountains out there. Uh, you know where those mountains are. Right, uh, they're, uh, well, you know where those mountains are. You know where they got those guys carved. You know? <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> well, you know, they're, I wonder if they're going to carve Johnny Carson out there one day, you know. They have to eventually, and millions of people will go and get little Johnny Carson keychains and all, you know. But I, I, I'm just uh, asking you a question here, seriously. I know what his real name is. That's not the question. No, no, no. You know what people do? People tend to try to argue with the teacher by countering with another question. Now, I happen to be in the position of authority here tonight. And uh, what is the position of authority? You're listening. I'm talking, all right? Okay, let's get really basic. Who's got the power? Well, all right. Uh, no doubt. Now, uh, the question here is why is Casey Stengel called Casey Stengel? Now, uh, for those of you who uh, may be more literary in your, in your uh, bent, and you may not even know who Casey Stengel is, which boggles the... By God, a listener called him. May I talk to that man, please? Yes, sir. This is a this is a sterling. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, hello. Is it is a? Well, it's uh, all right. Hello, test. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, my name is Shepherd. Although my first name is not Mister, but I'll accept it. Yes. Uh, seltzer bottle. You fool and knave. Now, could you please tell me, sir, why Casey Stengel is called Casey? Uh, it goes back to the time he. Uh... Uh, came up as a rookie. He, he came originally from Kansas City, Missouri, or and Kansas what do they City, call, Kansas. And what do they call Kansas City in the parlance? A KC. KC, correct. Very good. You're right on there. Uh, you're uh, Brass Fig McGee with Bronze Oak Leaf Palm and the Aluminum Cluster, by the way, for rising above the muck and the mire of ordinary listenerdom 
will be in the mail immediately. Okay. All right, you're an honest man. Thank you. All right, there you are. Now, you see, you didn't know that, did you? All right, now, here's here's another question I'm going to lay on you. Already out there? <laughs> well, no, no, this is this is clean-up time. We want to get rid of all the, all the dead wood. Uh, have any of you... Well, of course, we assume you must have. You know the famed American writer, humorist, comic writer, S.J. Perlman? A two-part question. What was the name of his first and totally inadequate novel? He wrote a novel. What was the name of that novel? Now, okay. Secondly, what was his name? What is his name? His name is not S.J. What is his name? Well, I mean, you've all heard of J.D. Salinger. What does J.D. stand for? Very good. Now you're on the right track. S.J. also stands for two common names. What is his name? S.J. Perlman. We will award a brass figligy with, incidentally, in his case, cherry cheesecake trimmings. We'll come along your way <laughs> with, the <laughs> with, with embossed blintzes. Now, uh, yes, uh, I know S.J. Now, what was the name of his novel? And I will ask you a third-part question relating to Mr. Perlman, if you think you're up on your American trivia. Uh, what was the name of his uh, brother-in-law, also a famous writer? And incidentally, I feel that their works had much in common, that they both... Yes, you were very quite right. That's right. Yeah, Nick knew. Yeah, but all right now. What was the name of his... Now, if we're going to even carry it further... What are the name of his four novels? Four. What's that? Right, that's one. Right. Aha, uh-huh, that's only half right then. He wrote four novels. So you get 50%, and incidentally, 65 is passing in his course, friend. Uh, 65, you got 50%. Uh, right, that's one. <laughs> that's not the name of S.J.'s novel, though. It's not supposed to be. All right, now we're getting too much confusion here. Now, I, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to, to uh, see. We're already, already now. Uh, we're, we're the the audience, the the crowd out there is developing into an, into small knots of sore heads who are yelling and arguing. And uh, I, I just want to remind you that the, this also will be held against you. This will be part of the grade. Any any acrimonious yelling will be held against you, and also. Lack of neatness in your answer will be completely just uh, just uh, that's absolutely off the key. Now, uh, while we're out there, while you're debating uh, your literary questions, friends, how would you like to join an archaeological expedition to Greece, or visit an academy for baby sea lions, or see grand opera in the fabulous setting of La Scala? Oh, now you hey, listen, this is this is a great magazine. I. I I'm reading this thing, and I suddenly realize I'm reading about a magazine that I really dig. Have you seen Smithsonian? You know the magazine? It's a brand new... You've seen the magazine? Uh, I'd be surprised if you did. It's the official publication of Smithsonian Institution. It is a fantastic magazine. Beautiful artwork, yeah. And uh, they explore man's past, present, and future with really great articles. In fact, uh, they have in the current issue... One of the best articles I've ever seen on the history of the bicycle. You know, this is a whole big bicycle. And, and they, they particularly pay attention to the bicycle fads that have inundated America. It's a great magazine, really. 
I would recommend it absolutely. And, and if you like travel stuff, this is a fantastic magazine for you. You also, when you when you uh, sign up for this magazine, you become a member of the Smithsonian Institution. The dues are ten bucks for one year, including a twelve issue subscription to Smithsonian Institution magazine. It's called Smithsonian Magazine. By the way, one of the great things about the Smithsonian Institution are their their collection of aircraft. Have you ever seen their collection of aircraft? Yeah, they've got uh, they've got the Spirit of St. Louis, the actual one hanging in there. They've got the original Wright Brothers plane, the first one they flew, is hanging in there. And where was it for many years in England? That yeah, the Wright Brothers got very mad at America because they <laughs> the Signal Corps didn't buy their plane, so they gave it to England. <laughs> oh, those are a couple of hard nosed Dayton farmers, I'll tell you. And and uh, that was it was over there for a long time, and then they finally brought it back. But uh, I'm a great Smithsonian fan. And that, that place is... It, you know what it's been called? It's been called the attic junk heap of a nation. It's like every every everything is there. You know, that they've got George Washington's wooden upper plate there. Yeah, they do. They have insane stuff at the Smithsonian, if you know about it. And this is a great magazine. And if you would like to, you know, spend a $10 bill, it's really going to be wild. Just send a $10 bill to Smithsonian. All you got to do is just send a... Just, just write. Just uh, write a card or something... Smithsonian, care of me, Gene Shepard, WOR, New York, 10018. And if you'd like to call them right now, there's a, there's operators on duty. This is really a fine magazine. I'm not steering you wrong. You know what the Smithsonian is, and their magazine is a gas. Uh, just call this number, MU77500. You know, for 10 bucks, most people will spend $10 on a meal. They go out with somebody, and they knock down a couple of beers, and it's 10 bucks. But this is a year of a great magazine, and you're also a member of the Smithsonian Institution, which means uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, they get travel discounts and all that. that. The number is MU77500. You don't have to send money. You'll be billed later. Give them a call and join up, man. <laughs> uh, well, all right, all right. Does anybody know SJ's first name? That is correct. Absolutely. His name is Sidney Joseph, and he's been embarrassed about it for years. I, In fact, uh, one night right here in this very studio, do you remember one night he came up to see me? I've known uh, S.J. Perlman for a long time, and, in, and he looks just the way his writing sounds like he should look, like a vaguely demented gnome. And, uh, yes, he's, <laughs> he's got great, he's those great little like, gold-rimmed glasses he has that look like BB shots. Uh, yeah, speaking of demented gnome, this is W.O.R. New York. And the we're in New York, all right, friends. Now, what was the name of his first novel? It was not McMurdo's Millions. That is correct. Well, that uh, that was his second one, actually. He wrote another one. He wrote another one that had a... Had a uh, I'll give you a clue. In the word was... In the title was Dilemma. Somebody's Dilemma. Okay? And uh, while you're... <laughs> While you're thinking about that, I've got a couple of more commercials here. It says, uh, listen, listen to this groovy one there. It says, did you ever read in bed and laugh so hard the peanuts rolled off your belly? Well, that presumes a lot about your life. <laughs> peanuts are rolling off your belly. <laughs> or get so absorbed in a book you forgot to set your alarm clock. It's never happened to me. You know, I, I decided very early in my life that I wasn't going to get up in the morning. That was all I was doing. And uh, I have worked nights ever since. Uh, why do you think I'm a writer and everything, you know? But uh, 
they, they presume a lot in this commercial, but the Book Fine Club will like to send you two books in that type of league, you know, to keep you rolling the peanuts off your belly and all that. And uh, some of those great, groovy, fantastic, uproarious books are Portnoy's Complaint. It is a gas, of course. That'll roll the peanuts off your belly. And, uh, yes, it'll do other things, too. For example, The Defense Never Rests by Dynamic F. Lee Bailey. And, anyway, they have a lot of great books. And the Book Find Club, you probably all know about it, they would like to have you as a member. And they'll send you both of these books for one buck. That's uh, <laughs> Portnoy's Complaint and Our Gang, starring Tricky and His Friends. That's uh, MU72552. You can call them. And uh, just give them a call, and they'll put you on the list there. Uh, call now, MU72552, if you'd like to join the Book Fine Club, WOR New York. All right? Now, that's two commercials. And our last one, you won't be able to call a number for this one. They're not going to send you any birds if you call a number. They may give you the bird, but they ain't going to send one. Now, the uh, birds we have in question here are these little plastic little birds. They're great little birds. And, you know, already I'm beginning to get, don't don't send me letters if the handle came off your bird because your kid was eating it while, you know, chewing on the end of the bird. He did. I got a letter from Lace's Dear Mr. Shepherd, my child was chewing on the bird, and the handle came off, and would you please tell me how to... I do not fix, repair, nor do I operate birds, madam. I am a bird hawker. I sell birds. I am a cop spieler here. And uh, so if you if you buy your bird, well, it's a, it's a bird buyer beware. However, these birds, <laughs> these birds are guaranteed to fly. The flying bird is a happy combination of early concepts interpreted in modern materials. It's a result of three years of patient refinement of engineering design by Guy de Roimbeck as he worked ceaselessly to create a perfectly balanced flying bird. And now you can have one for three ninety eight. They're 16 inches wide, the wingspan. You wind this little thing up and you can send secret messages to your friend down the street. Or you can bomb your neighbor. Oh, yeah, they, can, they carry a small plastic bomb if you want to use them that way. They're great, especially if you get the peace dove one. You fake everybody out, and the next thing you know, you blow up the library. However, you can get the peace dove one or the plain ordinary yellow one or the hawk bird, uh, you know, the, the mean one. And uh, they're three ninety eight. I have somewhere here where you send. Yes, here it is. The flying bird comes packed in a box. Guaranteed to fly. Specify white dove or yellow bird, and you send it to 398. Check or money order. New York State residents, of course, add tax. Well, oh, just any amount of tax you want to add. Just add it. Two or three dollars. That'd be standard. 398. Send check or money order to Flying Birds Department S. P.O. Box 1909. Grand Central Station, New York, New York, 1-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-
<laughs> he was known as Dr. Strangeglove. And why was he known as Dr. Strangeglove? Well, it's obvious. That's right. All right, the next question we will ask you. Who was known as... You ready for this one? Who was known as Boom Boom? It was not a stripper. Who? Boom Boom Jeffreyon. Now, of course, that is a, a hockey player. I'm sorry. I should tell you I'm speaking of a ball player. Who was Boom Boom? That is correct. And why was he called Boom Boom? Exactly. Due to the left field wall in Philadelphia, it was made of a certain kind of tin. And whenever a ball would hit it smartly, there would be a resounding boom. And it was said that the people on the outside of the stadium for blocks around knew when Boom Boom Beck was pitching because they could hear the booming sound coming out of the, out of the stadium. Boom Boom Beck. Hey, now, get, get, uh, get Lester back in here. I'm going to ask him some more of those. He, he's really good. All right, uh, what ball player was known as, you ready for this one, Old Aches and Pains? That is correct. That is correct. And why was he known as that? Well, that's because he was constantly complaining, but he never was sick during his entire career. <laughs> but he was known as that. All right, on the same ball club, who was known as Banana Nose? All right, who on the same ball club was known as Bullfrog? You don't know who he was? Well, all right, Bullfrog was a pitcher. You mean you never heard of Bullfrog Bill Dietrich? Better known as Wild Bill Dietrich? Never heard of him. Well, see, that's that's the, the price of anonymity. <laughs> Nobody heard of you. That's <laughs> big, thick ones, in fact, with tape on them. Well, now I'll ask you another one. Who was who was known as Showboat? Did you ever hear of Showboat Fisher? All right. Who was known as Three Fingers? That is correct. That is correct. Who was known as the Dutchman? All right. But these are great. You're showing you're showing that you really have a profound knowledge of the basic tools of American history, really. Now, uh, that's true. All right, in other sports, who was known as Crazy Legs? And that is correct. And what school did he go to? Mm, indeed. Uh, who was known as Hunchy? Who was known as Hunchy? Correct. And uh, what position did Hunchy play? Very good, and he was a good one. Do you agree? <laughs> oh man! Uh, <laughs> now you see, I, I just have to—I just have to lay these things on, uh, down on you. Like uh, uh, I'm, I'm separating. All right, we're getting a message here. Now this is not trivia. Now you, you stay in here, Lester. I'm going to put you on. Hello. Chalky, are you speaking of Elia Chacon? Of course. Uh, you can't get Who was Choo Choo on that ball club? That is correct. And what position did Choo Choo play? What was his number? You're close, but uh, that ain't close enough. <laughs> All right, I'll have to ask you. You know, now that we're getting down to it, uh, we we have to we have to really uh, we have to really get uh, get basic now. Uh, 
what the what the ball player was known as Howdy. 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 Well, who was Howie? The very famous pitcher named Howie. Or what pitcher of recent years was known as the Cat? The Cat. The nickname was the Cat, and and they actually called him that. They would they would see him walk down the street and say, "How are you, Cat?" What was his What was his name? And it is still his name, as a matter of fact. And uh, he was he was known as the Cat. And why was he called the Cat? Well, because he moved like like a like a feline creature around the mound. He was a fantastic mover around the mound, and he he's he's considered one of the greatest fielders that ever played the pitched. Huh? Nope, nope. You're getting that. It's it's on the tip of your tongue. Now I'll ask you other questions here. Now all of you saw, all of you saw might have seen a movie called The Last Picture Show. You see the movie? You hear of it? Who wrote the novel from which it came? Who wrote the novel of the last picture show? These are all really basic questions of your your time. Okay, you saw you saw the movie The Graduate. Who wrote the novel upon which The Graduate was based? <laughs> no, tell 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 me we can't. Uh, I. Uh, Yes, we're we're getting very conflicting reports here. <laughs> All right, enough of that. But you know, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, what I what I'm really illustrating here, it, what I'm trying to illustrate, is is something that has has crossed my mind. Uh, who is that? I never heard of that. The cat? No. The the cat was not Jim Cott, for heaven's sakes. This is a picture. Now, 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 stop bothering me. Now, uh, I, I, the, the thing I, I've always been fascinated about is that, is that fame has changed. Has it occurred to you that fame has changed? The whole idea of fame, that, uh, that a few years ago, you know, from what you can read about the time, that fame was universal. That if a person was famous, everybody knew about him. He was famous because everybody knew pretty much the same things back in those days. Whereas in our time, fame is a very spotty thing. So if you're a rock fan, there may be somebody who's totally famous to you and completely unknown to large parts of the population. Now, on the other hand, you may not even know who uh, Richie Allen is. And uh, that's right. You may not even have any idea who Richie Allen is, and yet Richie Allen is very famous to another part of the population. See, fame is a very curious problem today. Uh... And, and and I think this is what's adding to the communication gap of a lot of people. Some guy's sitting there, he says, boy, yeah, yeah, who do you think you are, Richie Allen? And the other guy thinks, well, Richie Allen, what do you think? Richie Allen seems to him like some guy that's a, a comic, you know. Uh, Richie Allen must be, he's confusing it with Woody Allen, see? <laughs> and, and so it goes on and on and on. And, and uh, you, I, I've discovered this in, in you know, in, in my own case, for example, as a writer now, that, uh, that the people who read Playboy all over the world, they know who I am, and as a writer. And yet, to the guy who only reads the New Yorker, he never, you know, he never heard he is a writer, and uh, and and so fame is a curious thing. Now, to to almost everybody who is a baseball cuckoo, when I am when I mention say banana nose, it's not a matter of looking back to the oldest. He immediately knows who that is because he's a famous character in baseball. Uh, 
Yes, right. Ides, by the way, for those of you who are curious what the Ides of March meant, they were the collection tax collection day in ancient Rome. <laughs> it's remained to that day. You know, it, it, uh, just a few years ago, the 15th of March was Der Tag. It was the day. Now they moved it up one month, see, uh, to, to take it off the onus of, uh, you know, Caesar getting it in the gut on that day. So now it's April 15th. But uh, nevertheless, fame is a very strange bird these days. And, uh, and, and you take people, there are many people, for example, who, who only watch television. That's it. They don't go to movies. Uh, they don't go to, they don't read books. Uh, they don't read magazines. They don't even read the newspaper. And, and to them, the whole world is television. So anything that's on television, they know all about. Uh, th- so so you, take, uh, you take a guy like, to them, a guy like Lauren Green is a famous actor. Well, you know, he's really famous. They never heard of Lawrence Olivier. I mean, who is this Alec Guinness, you know? Who's, uh, what is actor? What, what, what the series has he got, you know? Uh, he's not an actor. He ain't only, so what series he got? So, so the, the, the fame is a curious problem. Then on the other hand, you take people who only go to plays. They, don't, they never watch television. Uh, they, they, uh, they only go to, to live. Maybe they'll go to an elegant movie occasionally, a film, you see. And to them, uh, uh, say... Uh, Somebody like Michael Caine, he's an actor. See, but if you said to them, Robert Vaughn, who, who, what, who, you know, who's this, uh, you know, uh, who's, uh, who's Lauren Green, you know, <laughs> he's not an actor. So fame splits itself into various categories today. Uh, there's no, no such thing v- except very, uh, in very, very limited ways. Now, it's assumed by the guy who watches television all the time that everybody knows who the guys are on TV. He just assumes everybody knows who Lauren Green is. Like, uh, and and uh, he's making a classic mistake. It's not so. That I suspect that I could stand in the in the, you know in the in the aisles in, in the average Broadway theater house and ask anybody who's Lauren Green. You know they think Lauren wasn't Lauren Green. Didn't he play with the Mets for a while? Sure, of course he was that guy who came up. For, uh, yes, that is correct. The cat. I will have to correct the problem. The cat is Harry the Cat Brakeen. B R E C H E E N. Harry the Cat Brakeen. Now, what ball club did he perform these miracles of field? Well, he was played with the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Harry the Cat. Uh, who was known as... Uh, who was known... Uh, of course, there's a, there's a lot of nicknames that are very basic nicknames. Uh, who was known as the Stilt? Who was known today, even, as the Stilt? That is correct. There, see, we're leading you back into the... If you give you a little sense of... Uh, Security, you've got one. See, he knows who Chamberlain is, the stilt. All right, and I, I doubt whether you would have known about that, except he appears on television quite often. Now, uh... <laughs> all right, uh, who is known as Motormouth? Oh, me? Oh, that's a bad thing to say. There is a ball player known as Motormouth. Who is he? And Motormouth, yeah, Motormouth. Who is known as Motormouth? Well, how about some, how about some, uh, you know, contemporary names? Or you want to hear? Some, how about Sudden Sam? Who's Sudden Sam? Isn't that a great nickname, Sudden Sam? I think it's a groovy nickname. How about uh, Supermax? Who is Supermax? Supermax, M-E-X. Lee Trevino, correct. Who is known as the Mad Stork? The Mad Stork. Oh, that stopped you too, didn't it? 
the mad stork. Who? That's correct. Very good. <laughs> That's very good, Keith. You got one. Give Keith a, a note there. Well, all right, then. Who is known as Mr. Clutch? That's a contemporary nickname. Well, that's a difficult one because they call. Or, but who was known? Uh, uh, who was known as the monster? Dick Raddatz, correct. He was the monster. All right. Now we can go into into <laughs> into into uh, other areas. We can we can get uh, even further afield. Now you want to? Who was known as? Uh, who was known? Uh, are they're very mad. What are they mad about? Oh, I'm not going to answer the questions. The po whole point of, of this is we're putting you on your mettle. To those, we're, I'll warn you that we will not answer the questions because to those of you who are unworthy, the question should not be answered to you. You have come to Buddha, and he has, refused to, he has refused to communicate with you. You do not walk up to the mountain and ask Buddha, what is the answer? What's it all about? And he just gives you this cold look. That's because you are unworthy. Now, to the worthy, I do not have to tell the worthy who Harry the Cat was. That is correct. Now, uh, all right. who is known as the windmill? The windmill. All right, I'll ask you another one. Who, what great sports figure was known as the whip? The whip. You don't know who the whip was. All right, the whip. I will, I will give you a clue. The whip, when, when he was a pitcher. All right, that's right. Well, what are you so mad about? Uh, you know. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just asking you. These are all rhetorical questions. I'm not asking you to call up. I do not need anybody. Call, don't call up. It's not going to do you any good to petition the throne here. I'm merely throwing these out. You can, you can judge and grade yourself. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, ask you another one. Who's known as the stump? Okay, and that's through you there. Who is known, and this is a contemporary figure, Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Okay, uh, that is correct. That's, that's right, that's right. He was also known as Super Sub. <laughs> he was known as Super Sub, all right? All right. Well, that was, no, that, that was another thing. Who, who was... Uh, who, you know, we could go on and on and on. Who is known as the throat? This is an entertainment. Well, you think you know, all right? Everybody, we got five answers. Everybody says he knows. All right? Who is Mousy? Who is Mousy? Now, I know who Mousy is. You, you can't get it past me, hon. Uh, I'll... I'll now, now, all right. Let's let's go on. Let's go on into other areas. Now, you people think you know everything out there. That's your problem. You know, you're you're in, you're in trouble, deeply in trouble, uh, just terrible trouble. Uh, who lived at seventy nine Wistful Vista? And if you say Travis McGee, I'll hit you in the mouth. <laughs> Did you ever hear of that? Who lived in the little house halfway up the next block? Okay. All right, all right. Now, now I'll ask you another thing. Uh, now, now let's ask let's ask technical questions. That the, the deal. Now, if you watch old movies on television. Uh, Andy Hardy. You heard of Andy Hardy? What did his father do for a living? That's correct. But what kind of a judge? 
Oh, there's different kinds of judges. All right. All right, we'll give you credit for that. He was a judge. What was his mother's name? Huh? That's correct. That is very good. Very, very good. Now, uh, another question. What kind of car did he have? Andy Hardy had a car that appeared in most of the movies. What was it? A what? A Packard. Well, what kind? You know, you're just you're just throwing out a name. What kind was it? It was a specific type of car. Well, see there, there you go. Now that we're getting into now. What was uh, uh, we have to ask other already? It's... Oh no, 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 no. See there, you're you're confusing time. You're going all back. Why don't you say a 199 Maxwell? No, 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 no. You're confusing. This is uh, people's sense of time is very confused, and they they don't really look at things much. Uh, now, uh, if, if uh, you saw the movie 30 Seconds Over Tokyo, you ever seen that movie on late television? What kind of plane were they flying? B-52. Did you say B-52? <laughs> That's like saying that the, that the Red Baron threw an F-104. I mean, what, what was it? That's close. You're only, you're only two numbers off. Two numbers and four motors off. There was never an airplane of that number, honey. No, the B-22 was an experimental n model which died a morning. Now, P-40? P-14? No, no. All right, now you're getting too far. Uh, this is this is getting... You guys are just guessing now. Guys are saying B-12. That's a vitamin. Now, stop it. Now, uh, I'm... Uh, you know, you're, you're confusing. You, you, the, the, the average man's head is filled with totally disjointed figures which have nothing... Now, I'm going to ask you another question now. Very related. Keith, you're an automobile cuckoo, right? Okay. There was a an automobile, a post-war automobile, that was named after a non-existent bomber. In other words, they used a, a number like that. And and what what was the make of the car? And what was it called? You don't know. You mean you've never heard of the Oldsmobile B44? They had a yeah, they had a whole big thing about that. <laughs> All right, now what? This is a, that's a real collector's item. You can find yourself an Oldsmobile B44 and polish it all up and restore it. Man, you're going to be a big man at the rallies because they didn't make many of them, uh, and for obvious reasons. It was one of the worst cars ever made. Uh, however, yeah, it had a, it had silly putty differential. It was great. It had kingpins made out of noodles, but uh, if you <laughs> Those, those balsa wood valves didn't help either, but <laughs> outside of that, <laughs> it was a good car. It was a great concept. Now, uh, uh, I'd like to I'd like to ask you the name of of a, of a gigantic operator who who uh, everybody talked about, and, and he's still mythological. The idea was that he he created a fantastic car that had a rear engine, and everybody in the country was. Frantically trying to buy one, and he had designed cars for the Indianapolis track. What was the name of that car? It was named after him. I will give you a clue. It started with T. The T. It was not the Model T at all. I mean, this was a famous car, and in fact, something like 60 of them were built as prototypes, and they are unbelievable collector's items these days. People. They have a rear engine in them, and it's air-cooled and the whole bit. They had disc brakes. 
It was supposed to be the most advanced car ever built. And there's a myth, you know, that they, the evil old powers, stopped him because he was building this great car. <laughs> All right, who was that? Oh, it was a regular car. Oh, it was not particularly big. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. You see, it's on the tip of your tongue. To see, see what's happening. Now, I'm just doing this tonight. I'm separating. The, I'm, you know, I'm letting you know that you're not as smart as you think you are. Right? Okay. All right. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. That is correct. Tell him he's right. That is correct. And ask him if he knows that they actually made some of those cars and that there are that once in a while one of them will appear at an auction. All right. What? car was produced at about the same period, actually produced, and it was up in the, up in the northern New York it was produced, and it, it, it has the same name as a famous man's magazine today. That is correct. That's right. It was, it was the Playboy. Now, what was, what was the Playboy famous for? Well, <laughs> a lot of things. All right, I'll ask you another question. What American car of the same period was called the Hot Shot? The name was the Hot Shot. The Hoosier Hot Shots. Were <laughs> that, was a, that was a group that played the whistles, huh? That is correct. That is correct. Very good. Uh, so you see, it's, a bit, it's been a difficult night, gang. I, I, I just knew that it would be, and, and, I, and I'm sorry that the, so many of you have fallen by the wayside, but that's the way it is. You know, many are called, just simply the facts of the case. Not everybody has talent, and you must content yourself with your lot, you know. At least you know, you know who Snoopy is, and, and uh, you know, little Abner, and things like that, but... You fell down heavily when it came to the cat and, and the people like uh, Banana Nose and, and the things like the Hot Shot and all of this. It's, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, all right. Uh, what candy bar? What candy bar had as its had as its 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 in fact its label? It showed a guy with tremendous muscles. What was that? That is correct. Oh, man, that was a root canal rotter, if there ever was one. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, what, what, uh, what candy bar was named after a dinner? A dinner. Did any of you ever hear of a candy bar called, the, called chicken dinner? That's right. Oh, I'm telling you, it's nothing to do with... See, I'm a student of this kind of stuff, friends. It's nothing... You don't have to have lived in the Civil War to know about the Civil War. Don't, don't, uh, don't think that, uh, that this dates anybody. It's a, it's a matter of student. It, it, one must study one's, one's literal, and one's, one's great and cluttered background uh, to know uh, that there was a car produced called Playboy. What this... Uh, and, and what was their insignia, by the way? It had a little hi-hat with a cane on it. So this, this kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that leads you through the, you know, just makes life easier. This is WOR New York. The news in detail on the hour from the WOR newsroom, Lester Smith reporting. Four Vietnamese civilians were killed and 27 wounded today as Viet Cong gunners hit Quang Nai City with three rockets. The city is 75 miles south of Da Nang, a United States base camp also south of Da Nang was hit with mortar fire just before dawn 
one United States soldier was wounded, there was no damage to the supply and logistical base. After three days of staying away from North Vietnam, American fighter aircraft turned on escort missions for bombers. A surface-to-air missile site in the North was attacked. The results of the attack unknown. Hospitalized international telephone and telegraph lobbyist Mrs. Dita Beard will have a visit next Monday as six members of the Senate Judiciary Committee go to her bedside to question her. Mrs. Beard, now in a Denver hospital, will be asked about columnist Jack Anderson's allegations that she wrote the memo to the effect that ITT gained an out-of-court settlement of an antitrust suit in exchange for a cash gift to the Republican Party. Meanwhile, the president of IT&T, Harold Janine, said today, someone in the company ordered the destruction of Mrs. Beard's files two weeks ago after Anderson had published her memo. Janine then denied Anderson's charge that ITT money went to the Republican National Committee. He said money went to the San Diego Convention Bureau for the sole purpose of increasing business for the ITT Sheraton Hotel Corporation. The Republican Convention this year is in San Diego. In the Senate today, a national voter registration plan for all federal elections was killed as Senate Republicans and Southern Democrats voted to table the measure. The 46 to 42 Senate vote stopped the first attempt to establish a system for all eligible voters to register by postcard. The bill's opponents said that it would expand election fraud and it would reward those persons too apathetic to take the trouble to register under present local rules. Letting the grass go by is the charge against Customs Inspector Lowell Cash of Elmont, Long Island. Cash, Johnny Fords, a Kennedy...